During an archaeological dig at Leyston Abbey in Suffolk in 2013, the skeletal remains of a very large dog were found amongst the ruins. The bones, which were said to belong to a male dog, suggested that the animal stood at around 7 feet in height, with an estimated weight of 200 pounds. Initially reported in the local press, the story was of sufficient interest to be picked up by the Daily Mail, a national tabloid newspaper, and from there inevitably onto the internet news sites, ultimately resulting in the Yahoo headline, Bones of Seven-Foot Hound from Hell, Black Shuck, Discovered in Suffolk Countryside. Their article began, The bones of a seven-foot-long hound from hell have been discovered in the grounds of an ancient abbey in the Suffolk countryside. Black Shuck was believed to have roamed the countryside about 500 years ago. Folklore says the giant creature was the Hound of Hell, with savage claws and burning eyes. According to the Daily Mail, the beast's remains have now been found by archaeologists digging at the site of an ancient abbey, located a few miles from where Black Shuck was said to have killed worshippers in 1577. first separated about 15,000 years ago, meaning that almost the entire development of civilization occurred with dogs at our side. Everything you see around you was built with dogs in mind, but it's important to remember that until fairly recently, both wild dogs and wolves were a very real danger, especially for those that lived in the countryside. Wolves were still around and they were dangerous. One of the main uses for dogs, and one that still persists today, is using them to hunt. A hunter's dogs were an extension of their skill, and they were trained to return anything they killed to the hunter. And as such, like we saw with the Kunanun, they were often associated with the afterlife, capturing souls to carry back to their masters. Current Christian ideas of hell and the devil were largely formed during the Middle Ages. A lot of what we sort of think about the devil and hell isn't biblical. It's, it's church dogma. Ironically. Or not ironically? Dogma. Pun. I was... I, <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt, but there was a great pun there. So, the, it seemed only suitable at the time that the torturer of souls would have dogs to help him. And so if you add the natural fear of dogs and wolves that people had at the time, it makes the idea of a hellhound a particularly terrifying concept. You have a combination of the natural fear of dogs and the incredible fear of hell to make a, a social nightmare. So do you know anything about hellhounds, Josh? I, I can't say I know I know anything about hellhounds. Um, I my my first well the first thing that comes to mind is sort of um, the the Cerberus um, sort of character from uh, ancient Greek mythology, the three headed guardian of the underworld. Yes, that's very different to most of the English ideas. Mm -hmm. 
in that dogs are used as guard dogs. That's one mm-hmm. sort of use for a dog. But we're much more about hunting around this end. So we have a whole mess of different incarnations of the Hellhound. And a lot of them are very similar. And I'm sure we'll talk about more in the future. But this week, we're going to focus on the Hellhound that haunted Norfolk, Suffolk, and parts of Essex. Black Shuck. The name Black Shuck. Where do you think that comes from? I have... Um, hmm. I, don't, uh, I have no idea. But Shuck. So you're telling me you don't speak Anglo-Saxon? I, you know what? No, I came over here with my English. Uh, no, I don't speak Anglo-Saxon. Because the Anglo-Saxon word skuka means Satan. Okay. So it's thought that probably Black Shuck comes from Black Skuka, Black Satan. Right. Some people suggest that the name comes from Odin's war dog, Shuka. Can you see a problem with that theory? Uh, not yet. Odin did not have a war dog, Shuka. Ah, yes. Right. That's never mentioned <laughs> in any Norse myth. He had two wolves, Geri and Freki. Right. He didn't have a dog. Right. So, where, so where's the name from then? Why, why, how have they managed to name this non-existent? I think someone made it up. <laughs> Fair enough. I've read so many articles about the Odin's war dog Shuka was the root of the name Black Shuck. And then you read... Norse mythology and it never comes up Shuka never never appears no and he doesn't have a dog (laughs) so it's just an odd lie that someone told that stuck because I think people like the idea that like Norse mythology well British mythology has roots in in Norse mythology sure I think that's uh, a satisfying thing yeah absolutely we know Norse mythology we don't necessarily know that much about our mythology we'll just sort of tie them together yeah and we sort of project our sort of ideals of of our sort of vague understanding of of, of our own culture onto the mythology sorry of others yeah exactly so that was just a weird detail that I discovered that I thought was really interesting Mm. because yeah it's just a lie (laughs) I wonder why... Yeah. Probably Victorians. Yeah, uh, uh, it tends to be, doesn't it? So, thus far, it's always been Victorians that are the problem. <laughs> so, pretty much all of the stories that I've read is that Black Shuck is a black dog. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, there's not a great deal of consensus. So, let's... I'm going to see if you can describe him and see whether you get close to any of the stories. So what do okay. you think Black Shuck looks like? Um, I'm going to start with he, that he is the colour black. That's a very strong start, given that I did just tell you that. Yep. Okay, from there, Yep. Um, I'll go large. How large? Let's, <laughs> um, let's go with seven foot tall. Uh, you might be right. Some people say it's just a dog-sized dog. And then others say... But like a large dog, presumably. Even for a like a normal no, dog. No, some people just say it's a dog. Oh, okay. And then some people say it's a seven-foot-tall monstrosity. Right. Um, it depends who you talk to. I think there have probably been more sightings of the dog-sized version, but they're a that little bit... That makes a certain amount of sense, yeah. They're a little bit easier to dismiss 
given that at that point it's just a dog. <laughs> yes. Um, how about what do you reckon its face looks like? Um, long snout, uh, sharp fangs. Do you reckon he has glowing red eyes? I, I, that wouldn't have shocked me, um, based on sort of like omen, uh, sort of depictions. Or would you think that maybe he just has one eye in the middle of his face, like a cyclops? No, that didn't come to mind at all. Because maybe that. <laughs> also, that's a horrifying thought. Cyclops dog. Yeah. Well, also sometimes both its eyes and its mouth are on fire. Okay. Yeah. Which is pretty intense especially if it just has one <laughs> eye yeah and then sometimes it has two eyes but its eyes are as big as saucers oh wow i'm not completely sure how you fit that in a dog's head no but i is is this not for, i mean presumably that's on the seven foot tall one even then those are big i think it's they're big old glowing eyes yeah um so he always looks really surprised you're just shocked at his own existence. <laughs> Pretty much the earliest account I could find of Black Shuck was from the Peterborough Chronicle in 1127. And I didn't know we had newspapers back then. No, I love that. Yeah, wild. So it's associated with, with a, a parish rather than a... They can't have had printing presses, can they? This is wild. I know. So this is this is the the sort of the church newsletter. Yeah, pretty much of of eleven twenty seven. Let no one be surprised at the truth of what we are about to relate, for it was common knowledge throughout the whole country that immediately after Abbot Henry of Poitou's arrival at Peterborough Ab- Abbey, it was the Sunday when they sing Exerge Quair, many men both saw and heard a great number of huntsmen hunting. The huntsmen were black huge and hideous and rode on black horses and on black he-goats and the hounds were jet black with eyes like saucers and horrible <laughs> this was seen in the very dear park of the town of peterborough and in all the woods that stretch from that same town to stamford and in the night the monks heard them sounding and winding their horns reliable witnesses who kept watch in the night declared that there might well have been as much as twenty or thirty of them winding their horns as near as they could tell. This was seen and heard from the time of his arrival all through Lent and right up to Easter. So you might think that that bears some relationship to the wild hunt. Yes. Yeah, I was just thinking that. And it does sound an awful lot like it. Yeah. But we'll get into that another week. I feel like okay. I'm saying that every week at the minute. Yeah, the wa- but no, it's good. That's that's. <laughs> I'm going to keep building up the wild hunt because it's a crazy yeah. story. <laughs> but you do get a few of the details that we later hear attributed to Black Shuck. You've got big black dogs with giant eyes and horrible. Mm-hmm. Not really sure what that means, but good. There's also a drawing in the original account of a big dog. So that's good. With yes, but relatively sort of with normal dog sort of portions apart from the massive eyes. Well, it's not that good a drawing, to be honest. Okay, yeah, fine. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a dog from eleven twenty-seven. 
I don't think you can say very much more about it. Sure. Um, but then another sighting where we see a little bit more, maybe, detail about the creature, and this is its most notable appearance, is in the town of Bungay in 1577. So still mm-hmm. a while ago. Yeah, absolutely. So Bungay's about 10 miles away from Norwich. And on the night of Sunday the 4th of August, 1577, an enormous storm tore through the town. Now, back then, storms were much more of a concern than they are today. Because if your house is made of wood, and the roof is made of thatch, a lightning strike could destroy the town. Mm -hmm. So they're all completely terrified. And a great many of them go to the church to pray. Also, the church is probably the safest place to be. Yeah, sure, right. Um, so they're praying, hoping against hope that the lightning won't burn their town down. And then, a thunderbolt struck the clock tower, shattering the clock in an instant. And in the darkness, in the silence, a mighty black dog emerged. So there's a local poem that I found that recalls the event. All down the church, in the midst of fire, the hellish monster flew, and passing onward to the choir, many people slew. So the dog turned up in the church, as it was on fire from the lightning strike, and mauled dozens of people to death. Wow. And then, as suddenly as it appeared, it left, fleeing into the darkness in the direction of Blythburgh Church, where it attacked again, killing many of the parishioners before it disappeared into the night. And local legend suggests that to this day, Black Shuck's claw marks can be seen burned into the door of Blythburgh Church. There are four lines burned into that door. That's pretty intense. That's a a scary story. That is a scary story. So, since then, Black Shuck has been seen many, many, many times. Um, And almost every sighting has been shortly before a death or disaster. He is a bad omen. Right. He's not out there murdering people anymore. And he's not closely associated with the Wild Hunt anymore. But I I think you can see the myth evolving. Yeah. Um, Yeah, from from direct, just giant dog turned up and killed people, to the sight of the dogs, as you say, as as being an omen of of death. So he's closely associated with thunderstorms, obviously. Mm -hmm. And he's often seen near bodies of water or forests, or long straight roads. And one article I read, and you can take this how you will, suggested that the long straight roads in England were built by the Romans to follow ley lines of magical power. And as such, it's not surprising to see a supernatural creature running along these roads as they are inherently places of power. Sure, right, okay, yeah. And the strange thing that Black Shuck does is that it appears and disappears seemingly at random. It will be seen running along the roadside far faster than any dog possibly could and then disappear 
before appearing a mile down the road again. It's a very, very strange incident, and a lot of people mm. describe it as in- intensely terrifying. So, Josh. Yeah. To what degree do you think that you are at risk from Black Shuck, the hellhound of Norfolk? I think one of the scarier aspects of Black Shuck, uh, despite, uh, well, outside of the just straightforward being a giant flaming dog. Which is scary. Is, which is definitely scary, but is the fact that there are obviously differing accounts and sort of methods by which he might choose to kill me. <laughs> Indeed. Um, <laughs> he, could, so... he could turn up with a, a group of huntsmen, horrible yep. huntsmen, and hunt you. He could yep. turn up while you're at church and and just eat straight you. up maul me to death, or he could just turn up. Yeah, and that's enough for bad things later down the line. So that's frightening. Um, in terms of straight roads, not a lot of them in Cardiff. Well, also, um, I don't think Black Shuck is going to travel that far. Yeah, it's. A- I mean, well, he's a uh, he. He does appear. You know, it's sort of with, with there's a there's a, there's a little bit of mystery to his movements. Certainly, but we have different dogs in different areas. So, yeah, for example, sure. almost all the dogs seen in South Wales are the Kunanun, right? And in on the Isle of Man, they have a different dog, and in Cornwall, they have a different dog. There's similar but different tales for each part of the country. Interestingly, I was telling Rebecca. My, my girlfriend, Rebecca, about Black Shuck the other day. And she told me that she's seen him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which wasn't what I was expecting. No. What, what happened? She was working in Norfolk last summer. Mm-hmm. And they were driving along a road. She was driving along a road with a colleague. And she saw a very large black dog. And she pointed it out to her colleague, who didn't see it. And then it disappeared. So, strange happenings. And that is strange. And was everything... I mean, you know, I assume you'd have told me by now if, if, if anything bad had happened to Rebecca, but was it, did everything go well on this uh, on this trip? Everything was fine, but there might have Good. been a disaster in the area and we wouldn't have Yeah, known. that's true, actually. So... That's true, we wouldn't have heard that news. Yeah, just interesting. Interesting That things. is interesting. That is interesting and slightly unsettling. A little creepy. Yeah, just a bit just enough so thank you very much for having this little chat with me Josh thank you um, if any of the listeners wanted to get in touch they could email us at britishbestuary at gmail.com or we're on Facebook and Twitter you can find us there leave us a review would really help us out I've been Neil Whitehead I've been Josh Ogle and this has been a British Bestiary <laughs>